On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Welcome back to another edition of the Bring the Juice podcast. I am your co-host, as always, Cody Felber. Joining me, your other co-host, Derek Larger. Derek, the draft is quickly approaching. Man, on a scale from one to, let's see, RCA Dome Loud, how excited are you right now, man, for this draft? I'm beyond RCA Dome Loud, man. I'm Ooh. ready to go. Uh, I, okay. I'm loving this. Uh, we're, I'm ready to go, man. I, I can't wait. Uh, it's nice that the NFL is continuing with it. Uh, it's something that sports fans desperately need right now. So I'm ready, man. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. You're right. And for all the, those of you who have been following the NFL, the NFL draft scheduled the last weekend of April. And so we wanted to do something a little bit different for you guys, for our listeners to say thank you for all your support and all your love. And we wanted to devote this entire week. So the NFL draft starts on a Thursday. And so this coming Thursday, when, this podcast drops we either on a Thursday or Friday. We will be devoting all of our content strictly to NFL draft stuff and stuff that's relevant to the Colts. Wanted to start out the week strong by me giving my mock draft for the Indianapolis Colts 2.0. Derek already released his two. So if you haven't checked those out, I'd recommend checking out his updated 2.0 draft with all the moves that the Colts have made in free agency and how that impacts his draft. I already posted my 1.0 also with, you know, with some of the moves already in there, but I wanted to post my 2.0 mock draft for you guys and kind of give my reasoning behind why I believe these players, if they become available, will be great fits with the Colts. So starting off here, number 34 in the second round, I have the Colts taking, and this one's going to be maybe a little bit surprising for people because maybe some people won't think he's going to be there. I have wide receiver Justin Jefferson from LSU. He's 6'3", 192. He's phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal. Some people will argue, Cody, you're crazy. He's not going to fall to the second round. But here's why I'm going to disagree with that statement and, and tell you why here. So this receiver's class is notably, everybody that I've heard has said this receiver's class is incredibly deep, right? And you look at, past drafts when when there's a specific position that's really really deep um, a lot of times it seems like uh teams will know you know teams know this so they will decide well we're going to take these other high-end prospects from the other positions that aren't as deep because we feel like we can get another guy a better value pick if you will in the later rounds and so i believe that's going to be the case here with a wide receiver group one of the best groups probably one of the best wide receiver groups from what I've heard in a long, long time. And so I believe that this could mean, you know, you got Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, some of those guys that are probably obviously going to go in the first round. And then you got Justin Jefferson. And he's a guy that I think you could get at 34. I really do. I think he's a guy that's going to fall. And uh, I think, man, you know, he's seen it before 
and in the in, in the past history of the draft. And for Jefferson, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, we talk about on this podcast all the time. We feel like with especially with the addition of Phillip Rivers, the Colts need a big body possession wide receiver. I don't know the last time they've actually had a dominant what you know big body wide receiver. It's been a long time. They didn't haven't had it in the Andrew Luck era. They didn't have it in the Peyton Manning era. And I don't know. It was before I was born. And so uh, and they're also looking for still looking for a compliment for T.Y. Hilton. They've never really been able to find a legit number two receiver behind him. And he's talking about, you know, 6'3", 192. He's a big body type of guy. And we know the track record with Phillip Rivers. He likes those big body type of guys. I think 6'3", 192 is just perfect for what Phillip Rivers is looking for. And you look at kind of who he is as a player. Last year, LSU had an electric offense. And Justin Jefferson was Joe Burrow's number one option in 2019. He led the country with 111 catches. He had 18 touchdowns at over 1,500 yards. And some of the positives for this guy. I mean, you talk about body control, how that how important that is for wide receivers. This guy has tremendous body control. He's got great hands, which we know the Colts have struggled in recent years with drops. And he also does a phenomenal job of playing the ball in the air. Like when the ball's in the air, he does a phenomenal job of mm-hmm. positioning his body in a way, and his ball skills just going up and getting balls are just fantastic. They're off the charts. Yeah. And in my mind, he really has zero red flags in my book. Um, the only thing that I would say he maybe needs to work on is continue to develop his route technique. I think he's a good route runner, but sometimes getting out of his routes, some of the technique there, um, very teachable thing. But I think that's something that maybe a little bit of a knock on him. But overall, Derek, I think, you know, if this happens, if he somehow falls here to 34, Man, I think it's a slam dunk for both sides. I think, first off, new Colts wide receiver coach Mike Grow, he's certainly going to be a guy who knows how to maximize Jefferson's strengths. And he's a great number two option right away to plug in there behind, mm-hmm. behind T.Y. Hilton and beside T.Y. Hilton. A great compliment in size and what he brings to the table. And just looking at just some of the stuff that the Colts have struggled with from their wide receivers and getting separation – big playmaking after the catch. I mean, Justin Jefferson checks all those boxes. He's the type of guy that Frank Reich, Nick Sirianni, and Mike Groh would be crazy about if he was in their offense. They would be gushing about him. You know, you hear them gushing about different players. I mean, this is just a different type of player. And and I know there's some questions about, well, was he just the benefactor of Joe Burrow in this LSU offense? But, I mean, the guy put up production at the highest level. I mean, he was consistently – Super good um, for LSU, consistently one of the best wide receivers in the country. And so he is definitely a guy that I would love, if available there at 34. I, if I was the Colts and he's there, i take him, no question. Yeah, well, I'm I'm unfortunately going to be one of those people, Cody, that just say, what, what are you doing? Uh, mainly for the reasons that you just mentioned, um, all those reasons that Justin Jefferson will not be available by 34 Uh, I I don't think I've moved him out of my mock drafts from 21 and I've stuck clear to that Uh, I've not moved him back or forward since Uh, I have no reason to think he will come out of the first round but then again we'll play along as if you like you mentioned with you know anything's a possibility Um, Justin Jefferson certainly does fit everything you want uh, a great, reliable receiver, had over 100 catches last season, 
obviously when you saw when he played against Oklahoma had 10 catches for 176 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, the kid is absolutely incredible. Uh, He plays a little bit like Julio Jones in the sense of when you go up with the ball and he comes down with it, he's going to rip it away from you. He's just that good with his body control and his hands are incredible. I mean, and nothing, nothing can be said about this kid. That's not already been said. I mean, he's incredible. Makes sense. Why? Any team at that point would want to get him. Like I said, I don't think he's getting out of the first round, but if indeed he is and there's any receiver on the board, then yes, absolutely. We want to get Justin Jefferson, no question. Mm-hmm. And we could agree to disagree if he falls out of the first round. I mean, I've just seen crazier things, you know, and especially, you know, you think a couple of years ago in 2017, I had no, I didn't think Malik Hooker was going to fall to the Colts. I had no intentions of Malik Hooker being there when the Colts drafted. But, you know, things happen. Teams make decisions, and sometimes players fall. And I think, you know, just going back to my point, Derek, about just how historically deep this draft class is, and again, I get it, 20s. So, it, for me, it's not the greatest thing in the world because it's not like the Colts have a mid-second-round pick that they're going to try to take this guy with. I mean, 34 is basically a first-round pick. You know, two two picks out of the first round, out of the first round there. So, um, I think it's a potential thing to happen. But you know, he's a phenomenal player. So, I, you know, if it doesn't happen, I totally get it because he's just that good of a player. But um, just just one of my one of my guys, how loaded this wide receiver class is. But uh, okay, well, we can move on to the next one here. Uh, Forty four. I'm kind of changing it up in my mock draft. I'm not going to go with the same guys that I feel like a lot of us are going to going to kind of look at, but I have the Colts actually taking an offensive tackle here um, just because of, we know how much Chris Ballard loves that offensive line. Like he absolutely loves that offensive line and defensive line. He's it's crazy. Just how much he loves <laughs> those positions. You know, it seems like, you know, even when you go on to Madden and you're building a franchise, you know, you don't really look at offensive line. you like Chris Ballard does. And he just values that so much, but I have them taking Josh Jones offensive tackle out of Houston. Um, I mean, he's got the ideal physical traits. He's got, he's got good height. He's six, five, um, good weight, three eleven, and good arm length. Um, I think he's a guy, Derek, that he has a very high ceiling. Um, and he's a guy that I think will need some time. You know, he shows a lot of really good things to be a solid starter for an NFL team. Um, but I think it's something where he needs to sit behind somebody for a year or two and, you know, polish and, and continue to develop his game. Um, I think he's pretty raw still, just kind of in pass protection and footwork. Um, but, you know, and it's something where I was kind of looking at some ex- what some of the experts were kind of saying about him. And they talked about ideally in a perfect world, it would be great if Jones could kind of be weaned into a starting role in the NFL, which I think fits perfectly with what the Colts current offensive tackle situation is with you resigning, I think it's for two years. So you think he's going to be here for two more years at least, but what happens after that? And I think this is a perfect opportunity to get your offensive tackle of the future. I know we like Matt Peer a lot, uh, but Josh Jones, just looking at him a little bit more. I was like, I really like this guy a lot. Um, I, I think he fits a lot of the Ballard moves for what he looked for an offensive lineman and uh, he's just another guy to continue to build that depth on the offensive line. What, what do you think about my 44th pick here, Derek? 
Yeah, I mean, Josh Jones is a is a phenomenal uh, left tackle. Again, it's another guy who some say if the left tackle market is as big as some people are claiming that it is, some have uh, Josh Jones as the fourth best left tackle in this uh, in this draft, which is quite incredible when you're looking at the likes of Jedrick Wills, Tristan Wurfs, Andrew Thomas, Mecky Becton. Uh, and Josh Jones is certainly up there with some of those guys. And like I said, if it all depends on the left tackle market, um, most assume he's a second rounder. Uh, some say he's first rounder just depends on how it falls there. But like you mentioned, Josh Jones has uh, phenomenal physical traits and, you know, it's kind of a raw guy right now, but you know, you learn behind that offensive line, uh, of the Colts and you get good coaching from them. I mean, Josh Jones can definitely be a starter in this league here very soon. So, yeah, I mean, if Josh Jones is there at 44, I mean, I'm not going to be opposed to getting him. No, yeah, no question. Yeah. And um, I thought it was interesting. I kind of looked at NFL analyst Lance Zerline. He kind of talked about him. He said, he said, early tape would suggest that Jones is a raw developmental project and need a substantial technique work. But tape study, Tape study later in, in the season suggests a level of improvement that creates an additional intrigue for the long athletic tackle prospect. He says, to be clear, he needs plenty of work with his past sets and footwork, but most of his issues appear to be coachable. He has the traits and talent to be a future starter if he continues to develop with coaching. And we know how big of a thing it is to be teachable, especially in the NFL, especially as a rookie. Um, what He seems like a guy who has shown that he can improve with coaching and with being, you know, just continue to develop his craft. I think it's a perfect situation for both sides as the Colts, you know, ideally find their left tackle of the future um, after Costanzo retires. And he's also not thrown right in there into the fire as a rookie left tackle, you know, bar an injury. He's a guy that you could feel real confident about moving forward as he continues to develop his game. But Okay, so moving on here now, those are my two second-round picks. I'll move on now to, to 75. And this one might be a little more controversial for you, Derek. Um, I know a lot of people had mocked um, these different tight ends to the Colts, but I'm going to here because I feel like we've done a lot. How about Hunter Bryant? Um, tight end out of Washington. He's 6'2", 240 pounds. So he's not the typical – he's a little bit undersized for a tight end. Um, he, you know, if you look at Jack Doyle, he's 6'6", almost 270 pounds. Um, but he's a guy that scouts kind of talk about almost as like a bigger slot receiver. Um, and he's, a, he, you know, he doesn't have, like I mentioned, the ideal size as a blocker. But one thing that he has is he has very sticky hands, right? And he, he has a guy that can, you know, really take the top of a, off of a defense at, from the tight end position. Um, he's a guy that really has a lot of playmaking ability. Um, but, he, you know, he needs to continue to develop um, his routes and stuff like that. But he's a dependable pass catcher. He has a very high ceiling, um, but the floor could also be. And one of the concerns with this guy is that he's had some knee injury um, issues in the past, and so he, you know, depending on the medicals and all that stuff, the Colts will have to make that determination. But if he's healthy and if that all checks, I think he's a guy that does really well with what the Colts want to do on offense. He's a guy that brings another wrinkle to this offensive scheme. Um, like I mentioned, he's a little bit undersized, but he's just a guy, man, that I think can really work well into this Frank Reich system. Um, we mentioned the tight end position. We feel like the Colts need to get kind of 
fill the role of Eric Ebron with a pass-catching tight end, and he certainly fits the bill there. Derek, what do you think about Hunter Bryant? Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, he is definitely undersized at 6'2", 239 pounds. But, I mean, that it, it's not always the worst thing when it comes to a tight end. They might use him in more uh, gun packages. But uh, you look at his stats, uh, played 12 games in 2019, had 52 catches for 825 yards and three touchdowns, which certainly isn't bad for a tight end, no question. And 52 catches is pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah, Hunter Bryant is definitely an interesting one. A uh, guy from Washington. Uh, <laughs> that'd be really funny to see him get drafted and then uh, and Jacob Eason get drafted early if that yeah, were to be a thing. That would be funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you look at the the tight ends that would be available. Cole Komet will most likely be gone. Uh, if you don't have faith in Bryson Hopkins uh, early in the draft or think he might fall at some point, then, you know, it, it never hurts to go after a guy like Hunter Bryant, who definitely you can use in a multitude of ways. I don't know how he is in, in uh, run blocking. I mean, it, it, with him being undersized, I, I can't imagine it being really good for him. But, um, mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said, with a guy that, you know, is a little bit smaller for a tight end, you can use Hunter Bryant in a multitude of ways in that offensive scheme for the future. So you never know. That that could be an interesting one for sure. And the beauty of Frank Reich's system is I don't think, you know, if they do draft Hunter Bryant, he's a they're going to ask to do that. They didn't do that with Eric Ebron really until they were forced to when Jack Doyle went down in 2018. So I don't think that, that they will make him uh, run block. I think they'll bring him in in certain situations where they can utilize his strengths, similar to you know how we've seen with different prospects that they've brought in. They, they Especially on offense, the Colts do, do things where they don't ask players to do things they're not good at. They, they maximize what the players are good at and try to not have them do those things. And so I think it would be the same thing with Hunter Bryant. He's not a great run blocker, and so – why not just bring in your two tight ends who were some of the best run blockers in the league? Um, so there, there's my pick there at the, in the third round. So now pick 122. Derek, this is a guy that you kind of hyped up for me. I had to kind of do some more research into him. I really like him a lot. And that's Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota. He's 6'2", 205 pounds. And the first thing that stands out right away to me was his ability to make those contested catches. And I am impressed by this guy. He's got the size. He's got good size. His knocks are, he doesn't have the greatest burst or speed, um, but he's also pretty versatile, which I think is important. He can play the slot. He can play outside. Um, he can do a lot of things for you. And, uh, you know, just, just giving Philip Rivers another pretty decent sized body type, um, which I think I like that. And I think he project, projects pretty well into presu- what presumably will be a very vertical offense for the Colts in 2020 and maybe 2021, depending on the quarterback situation and, I really like him as a fit with this offense. Uh, what are your thoughts here back on, on Tyler Johnson? Finally, now you're speaking my language here, Cody. Tyler Johnson, I can agree with you because this is the exact same pick I had in my mock draft 2.0. I really like this one. Tyler Johnson, you nailed it on the head. 6'2", 205 pounds, is a contested catch warrior, man. This guy is phenomenal at going up and getting contested catches and like you said his knocks are you know he doesn't have a great burst of speed off the line 
you can always you can always fix that though. You can always fix his technique and stuff off the line of scrimmage. That's something that you that's something you can teach. You can't teach the willingness to go up and get a ball and just be that guy to come down with it. I mean, that's just something you're you, you're born with, thing you have a knack for, and that's why that's why it makes up for him the the lack of speed is his his ability to do that. And like you said, Philip Rivers definitely likes the guys that he can go and throw the ball up to and just let them go and get the ball. I mean, that's what Tyler Johnson does. And Tyler Johnson, most of the time, errs on the uh, side of caution when catching the ball and always makes sure he secures the ball first before he starts running. So it's really nice to see Tyler Johnson getting his recognition for uh, from both of us. I hope Colts fans feel the same because – if we could get Tyler Johnson in the fourth round, I, I would be I would be ecstatic for Philip Rivers because that's exactly the kind of guy he needs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, here, here's another pick that I think will be interesting. I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this one, but that's all right. We 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 can do this. Uh, this is the guy the Colts have been rumored that they have talked with. Uh, pick 160. I have them taking James Morgan, quarterback out of Florida International. He's got the size for an NFL quarterback. He's 6'4", 213. Maybe just he's add a little bit of muscle on there, but he's got pretty decent size. And I looked at his stats, Derek, and I was not impressed at all initially. I mean, he was under 60% passer in 2019. He had a better 2018 season than 2019, which is interesting enough, similar to Jordan Love, who I know people have mocked to the Colts at 13 and maybe even now to 34. Um and also Philip Rivers, like they they they've all had better seasons the year prior. Uh, one uh, to some people, but I mean, I look at this these later rounds, and you look at some of the later round picks that the Colts have made, and just in general, when you're in the later rounds, you know, fifth to seventh rounds, you're looking less on stats. I think more on the physical tools that you think you can develop, and so you think more recently, small school guy EJ Speed, for example. I mean, he's a freak in terms of how big he is, you know, Marvell tell another guy that the Colts drafted last year in the fifth round, Deion Kane, even Reese Fountain. I mean, these guys had some, some tools to be NFL players. Not all of them work out obviously, but you know, you just, you get more, more on if you think they have the typical size for, you know, just the NFL level and see if you can develop something and see something in them. Um, so this is the same, you know, within that same vein, I think he's got a lot of those things that if he's properly groomed, there's some traits that could possibly translate to the NFL level. Um, I mean, he's got size, like I mentioned, he's got the right, he's got a good arm. He's got good accuracy, which is a big thing for Frank Reich. He's got good anticipation on his throws and he's also a tough guy. So I think he checks a lot of the boxes that the Colts are looking for in that aspect um, there are a lot of negative traits, though, and a lot of negative things that you can point to. I talked about his stats, um, but it seems like a lot of those things that you look at, they're kind of coachable things, right? Like, for example, one of the knocks on him is that he doesn't know when to throw the ball away. He takes unnecessary sacks, which when I heard that, when I read that, I was like, huh, interesting. That kind of reminds me of a, a former Colts quarterback who people were dogging because it seemed like he was taking unnecessary hits. Um, he, so he kind of reminds you of Andrew Luck a little bit early in his Colts career. He's trying to make a play, holds onto the ball, and he gets sacked. Um, and so he's going to have to learn that. That's going to have to be coached out of him a little bit um, and realizing, dude, it's okay to check the ball down. You don't have to make every play. 
Um, and the good thing is in the difference between Andrew Luck and his, you know, younger Andrew Luck and this, and if, if Morgan comes onto the Colts is that the Colts have a solid core of pieces that will help alleviate the need to feel like I need to make a play or my team's going to lose. Like, I feel like they have some pieces on defense. They obviously have one of the better offensive lines. They have a solid running game. I think it was the number seventh running game. And if they add some of these wide receivers that we're thinking um, in a tight end, like they have some weapons and some pieces now where you don't have to make a play, turn the ball over, um, and it can be okay if you know if you don't make every single play because you have guys who can help pick up the slack. So I like this guy a lot simply from how he projects. He's a guy that has tremendous upside. I mean, he's got you know some of the intangibles that I think make you go, wow. You know, if this guy can put it all together, he could be a solid steal for the Colts here. So. I got Morgan here at 160. What are your thoughts here on, on James Morgan? Yeah, like you said, w- with James Morgan, he's got the size. Uh, he's got the intangibles for sure. W- when you're drafting a quarterback this late in the draft, you're thinking more of the lines of how can you use their intangibles and make it work for you and your system later on down the line. Um it's it's definitely interesting. Uh, I've heard people say that James Morgan's one of the uh, one of the smarter guys in the NFL draft this year that they've enjoyed talking to. So it's definitely nice to hear a uh, hear good things when it's talking about your intelligence. I, I think people sometimes forget how important that is. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. I have I, I am totally not of the mindset of getting a quarterback this late. Uh, but then again, you know, it's why it's why Chris Ballard and those guys get paid right now to do that. And I don't at the moment. Um, who knows what they they may plan on doing. But uh, if they think that a fifth round quarterback in James Morgan and they think that they can pick his mind and make him better as a passer then I'll be on board with it. Yeah. And I come from this from a couple of different standpoints, Derek. Obviously the first one, I think the Colts are in win now mode. So I don't think a quarterback is necessarily in play in terms of early rounds. I'm kind of more so mid to late rounds, which is why I, you know, I had them taking a quarterback fourth or fifth round. I, I ended up going fifth round um, with Morgan, just because I feel like Tyler Johnson's there. You want to get another weapon for rivers. Um, and I think he's a guy, you know, you mentioned it's like, you can't underestimate, you know, smarts in the NFL. And that is something I felt like, you know, the Colts loved Jacoby Brissett, but I feel like that's something last year that they even talked about. There were times when Jacoby Brissett couldn't, you know, there was something that they felt like he should have done better, whether that's identifying a linebacker, you know, changing the play, whatever it is. The Colts obviously felt like there was something still lacking, even though they said Jacoby did some good things. There were still some things lacking in terms of controlling the line of scrimmage. It seems like this guy, he's one of those guys that's a big X's and O's guy. You know, he's a guy that can outsmart the defense. And and that's really a a big thing. And it's not like he's a smart quarterback with no physical tools. He's got the physical tools, too. And uh, so I'm excited. I'd be excited if they got James Morgan simply because I feel like he's got a lot of the intangibles. He's got the physical tools. He's got the smarts. Now, if he can get coached up, I feel like he could be a potentially solid quarterback, you know, maybe solid backup or even maybe a starter. Who knows? But I have him there at 160. 193, I have him taking uh, a safety out of Maryland, Antoine Brooks. Uh, and I know the Colts have, you know, two good safeties in Malik Hooker, Carter, 
They have George Odom, who's played some key roles. He played a key role in that Kansas City victory last year. But I feel like they could just use another safety to kind of throw in the mix there, especially with Clayton Gethers presumably not coming back. Um, we know Roland Milligan was all, also re-signed to a one-year uh, deal, but uh, I think just adding more competition to that safety group. Uh, and the thing that's good about uh, Brooks is that he's also a guy that is a good tackler and he plays special teams. And I think that would just be a good fit for the Colts. Um, just see what you got there. He's a guy that, um, you know, he doesn't stand out in terms of, um, you know, just some of his, you know, athleticism and stuff like that. But I think he's a guy that, you know, could just be a good solid depth piece for you, a good special teams player for you. Um, and that's what you're kind of looking for even in 193 as well. Um, so I have Antoine Brooks there. And then the last guy, 197, Derek Tuska. Um, he's an edge guy. I think the Colts had another edge guy here, especially with Jabal Sheard, maybe not coming back. We haven't heard anything on that front. But, you know, just getting more upside and more more speed guys, you know, some guys that can um, potentially just help you on the edge. And so uh, Tuska's a guy, North Dakota State. He's a guy that I think has some upside there. And, uh, you know, if he's still on the board there at 197, I think he's a guy um, that, could, that could develop into a rotational piece potentially or, or just be, you know, one of a backup type of player. But uh, that's all I got, man, for, for my mock draft. I guess do you have any thoughts on the last two picks I have here? Well, um, I, I kind of like the Antoine uh, Brooks pick because what you mentioned when he is, you mentioned he was a good tackler, you know, he was actually a linebacker for his first two seasons uh, with Maryland, which is kind of crazy to think about. He was an undersized linebacker, obviously being 5'11". We kind of slimmed down and just kind of went back to a more uh, secondary role. But obviously, like you mentioned, 87 tackles, uh, had eight and a half tackles for loss. He had one interception, five uh, passes defended, one fumble recovery uh, in 2019. So that's a that that's an interesting one. I, I do. And Maryland does produce some pretty decent uh, secondary guys later in drafts. So I do. I can appreciate an Antoine Brooks and uh, I can appreciate the edge rusher on the last pick as well. You're, you're copying my book straight out of it from last time. Uh, I mentioned getting a edge rusher as well with that last pick. Uh, Like, like you mentioned, getting those speed rushers on the outside, Chris Ballard always said, you you know, you can never have too many pieces, depth pieces on the defensive line. And they're certainly still going to need that. Um, Obviously we have more depth now with the picks we made, but we still need some depth. So I, I completely agree with those last two. Overall, I think that uh, overall, I, I, I definitely agree with you. You have your uh, you have your shock value you with your uh, picks, no question. But um, yes. like you mentioned, it, it does. It sounds like a Chris Ballard kind of draft because you never know. Like it, it, you have the general consensus of what people think you need. But I mean, of course, we if one thing we know about Chris Ballard is that there's a couple of picks in every draft where we just, we scratch our heads the moment we hear the name and we're like, why did we pick that guy? And then you, you, you look into it more and then you're like, Oh, well, that's why. Um, so that makes total sense that you switched it up a little bit, but you also brought in some names again that a lot of people know. So I, 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 I like this mock draft. 
Well, thanks. Yeah, and it's something where if somebody disagrees with me, that's fine. Like, you just obviously disagree with Jefferson being there, but, like, it's totally cool. Like, I could throw an argument there, but, you know, at the end of the day, we have no idea what's going to happen. We have no idea how the board is going to fall. The board could fall this way. It could not. We just don't know. Um, But, I, you know, I I just threw in kind of my two cents. And like you mentioned, we just got to change it up a little bit. I don't want to go with all the same mock drafts that I've seen a thousand times. Mm-hmm. You know, with Denzel Mims or, you know, if Denzel Mims is there, you take him. But like, yeah, I'm, going, you know, I'm just changing it up a little bit. And so if you guys don't agree with that, I mean, that's fine. It's cool. But yeah, that's just kind of my mock draft that I have here. Um, I li- I feel good about a lot of these picks. I feel like there's a lot of upside with a lot of these guys. And and I did this under the mindset that the Colts are building around Philip Rivers based off of some of their moves this offseason. So so yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at here with my mock draft. Mm-hmm. So, all righty. Well, thanks guys so much for for listening. I hope you enjoy this mock draft. Uh, I hope you enjoy draft week. We're going to be pumping out a lot of content for you guys um, because we appreciate your support and your love for us leading up to the NFL draft. Colts don't have a first round pick, but it doesn't mean the action and the drafts uh, not relevant to the Colts because they have a lot of picks second through seventh and i guess sixth they don't even have a seventh and they round. could always go back into the first round don't forget they that could. that's true they could so uh be, yeah definitely be sure to, to check out our stuff um when the draft comes we're gonna have some special guests on to kind of discuss yep. some of the picks that the colts make here um with their you know maybe first round or you know some of their second third fourth fifth all the way down to yep. all their picks we're gonna have some reaction videos to those and kind of our initial thoughts of some of these prospects. So and, for and don't forget, don't forget yeah, we're uh, for Twitter. What we're going to do is, is once this video goes up, we're going to post a poll on Twitter and other places. We're going to ask you guys for your opinion on who had the better mock draft. Uh, Cody and I were talking about uh, a punishment for the one person that doesn't do well. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we're going to actually go through with anything or not, but uh, <laughs> we kind of talked about, I teased Cody with the idea of uh, one of us going bald, but um, I don't know if that's necessarily going to go over well because our moms would kill us. But, um, but either way, um, we'll see. We'll maybe think about, we'll maybe think about something uh, with that, but, yeah, be sure when this when this video comes out, we're going to post some stuff. Uh, be sure to let us know who had the better mock draft in your guys' eyes. Don't necessarily look at it from, you know, what you think. Necessarily think more of what a Chris Ballard kind of draft would look like and see who you think actually had a better fit draft. So that's all I got for that. Yeah, and just to clarify, we're in our 20s and our moms still would kill us. Like yep. it's just like they <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I could be I could be 40, my mom will still kill me if I decide to do that. <laughs> no way, I man. Holy off. cow. Yeah. I can't pull off being bald. I don't want to even try it. I've never tried it, but I've had my shit my hair in a buzz cut and I'm like, nope. I have a rather large head, so um don't really want to show that off if you know what I mean. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, Hey, I yeah, don't I mind. Definitely. I don't mind sh- showing off the shiny dome to be completely <laughs> honest with you. I, I honestly do need a haircut. So, Me too. but, um, oh, yeah. but you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 
All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see what you guys think. Uh, by the way, vote for me. I would love that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> oh yeah, over yeah. here. Hey guys, guys, vote for me. Okay, you know who you know who your favorite is. <laughs> I know I'm gonna get destroyed, but it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, all righty. Thanks, guys, for listening. As always, um, and as always, go Colts. <laughs>